Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. I am your one and only host, Too Clever Mafia, and we are back with another great podcast episode this week. I'd like to like to give a big, uh, what do they say, big shout out over to the uh, to the guy in the sound booth. How are you? Uh, how you doing this week, AJ? Amazing. Oh, that's great to hear. Good to hear, AJ. Good to hear. And we have a tremendous, tremendous uh, episode coming up. Um, fantastic, wonderful, beautiful, excellent episode uh, coming up. <laughs> uh, no, no, really, we 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 do, we do. What do you, what do you think our episode is going to be this week? You think it's going to be all right, AJ? So so. <laughs> well, you're fired. You are. You. You're definitely out the door now. I don't know what to tell you. But, Very uh, interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, well, enough with the commentary, AJ. But anyway, this week uh, we have uh, a, a really unique show, and it's uh, Elon versus the world. Obviously, if you've seen the title, you know what we're up against. But uh, there's uh, something big new. I mean, Elon Musk, if you don't know who he is, um, he's a billionaire extraordinaire. We're going to go into who he is and, and not, I'm not going to tell you who his family is and what he likes for dinner, but we're going to kind of give you an overview. So those of you who, you know, yeah, I've heard him, but I really don't know what he is. I kind of know this or that, but we're going to give you the final point. So you really can, uh, get to know this guy because, uh, he has got to be, uh, in my opinion, I think he is one of the most, um, I don't know, I guess you could say the most influential people uh, in this past, I don't know, 100 years. Would you think so, AJ? What do you think about that? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I think that that's definitely um, a fair assessment. I don't think that uh, many people would disagree, but but, uh, he has done a lot and he's got a lot of money doing what uh, what what he has accomplished. But we're going to get into all that. Um, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about him and, and, uh, a little bit about some of Elon's special tweets. If you haven't heard, I mean, he's, uh, he tends to tweet things that, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's doing it for fun or if he's doing it, uh, you know, just willy nilly, but we'll, we'll get into some of those tweets that he sends out and, uh, uh, big, he's coming up on Saturday night live. He's going to be up on the, um, on the Saturday Night Live TV show, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, I think he's going to be on the show on May 8th, 2021. And he's supposed to host it. And uh, if I if I read correctly, I think Miley Cyrus is going to be the musical guest. But So we're going to go into a little bit about that and a little bit about Saturday Night Live as well. A little bit of the history from the Two Clever Mafia perspective, I guess you can say, right? And we are going to kind of dig deep. Uh, originally, we were going to do today a show about, uh, it was going to kind of be Elon versus Jeff Bezos. Now, we're going to do a show, I think, next week about solely about Jeff Be- Bezos. We, we just realized there's, there's so much um, to each of those individuals, to those billionaires, uh, that they kind of deserve their own show. Uh, and I think... Um, I think most people uh, 
would agree with us, right, AJ? I mean, I think you you would say they would agree with us probably. Sure. Yeah. So I think um I think it's it was a good choice uh, to do to 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 break it up. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. So uh what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. Uh you know, um uh, we're working on setting up real quick. We're working on setting up I know our YouTube channel. We haven't updated some of our um our podcast to video. We were still working on the live video performance in the studio and how it's going to work. And, uh, you know, the lawyers and all of that stuff has to be worked out. And, uh, you know, you get my mug on television, it's going to blow up. So I got to be real careful about that. But we're going to, we're working on getting all that set up. But you definitely can head over to our website at www.2clevermafia.com. That's T O O, clevermafia.com. And, uh, follow us on our social medias we, while we're still around. We haven't been canceled on any of them that I'm aware of, but we're on the Twitter, the Twitter. <laughs> oh boy. The Facebooks, the, um, uh, what's the other one? The Insta, the Insta, right? AJ? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're on, we're on the Insta and, um, uh, what are we missing? I think we're even over on the Snapchat. Most some, to be honest, AJ handles some of those, but, uh, you know, if it's interesting, he'll forward across to me, right? And um, we'll go from we'll go from there, depending on how how interesting. If you would like to buy a, a we've got some great new merchandise. Not to not to be uh, self promoting, but we have uh, some great deals on our our t shirts, our coffee mugs. If you want a mug with my mug on it, head over to uh, I think Teespring and uh, yeah, I don't know. Check the links in the description. I'm sure AJ will put them all there and. Uh, you can, well, we do the buy me coffee thing. Yeah. We're doing 50% of that is going to charity. So that's a great, uh, a great thing, uh, for all of those of you. Thank you for the, the donations we received. And, uh, we're going to definitely, uh, figure out a way to give everybody their, um, their, their props, so to speak. Right. So we will, um, uh, I guess we're going to take a short break and we're going to queue up the, um, the, the, who is Elon Musk? From the uh, Too Clever Mafia perspective, I guess, right? I I don't know. A lot of this stuff is is public knowledge if you took the time to look into it. But uh, we're going to break it down for you so you can listen to it while you're on your car ride back and forth to work and get to work and say, Hey, you know what? Did you know this about Elon Musk? Yeah, I learned it on the uh, Too Clever Mafia show. And then, uh, you know, tell them where they can subscribe, which if you didn't subscribe... We're still free as of right now, but you can tell them where they could subscribe and they could follow us over on the Two Clever Mafia podcast. All right, AJ, I know I'm wrapping it up here. All right, we will be right back after this short break. Hello again, everyone. This is Two Clever Mafia. Once again, welcome back to the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And uh, who is Elon Musk? Who is Elon Musk? Well, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about and give you a little bit of a biographical summary. We're not going to talk about his family or anything like that, but we're going to talk about uh, you know kind of how he got to where he is today. And... Uh, a little bit about uh, SpaceX and uh, Dogecoin, definitely in the news. If you uh, if you if if you follow him at all, so 
His name is Elon Reeve Musk, and he was born back in June 1971, June 28th. And who is he? Well, I guess if you looked up Wikipedia, you would see he's a, a, a business magnet. He's a industrial designer and engineer and he was the founder and ceo and uh, you know chief executive officer and then the chief technical officer and chief designer of spacex and uh, the if you haven't uh, seen that in the news uh he wants to go to mars and been launching all these rockets and he's got these fancy rockets that he can reuse to save money which is pretty neat and um he was uh also the, the ceo well, he's, is the ceo and the product architect of tesla and a company which not as popular uh if, if you're not familiar with musk himself uh the, the boring company and uh, it's a it's a good name but it's a drilling company and and, and he was a co-founder of the new uh Norlink, which is um uh, satellite and i think it has along the lines of dealing with internet through satellite uh, he's been launching a lot of satellites into space kind of goes hand in hand with your spacex and he's a co-founder and he was the initial co-chairman of open ai uh basically uh he, musk is a centibillionaire not a multi-million a centibillionaire which is musk is one of the richest people if not the richest people in the world and value when you're that rich goes up and down really because a lot of you i'm sure your holdings i would imagine are in stock prices and stock prices you know if they change a hundred dollars each share and you've got millions of j it can affect your you know it, it goes up and down pretty quick pretty quick but uh elon was born uh in, from what the research we've done and and read but uh he was born his mother was canadian and his father was actually South African, and his father, uh, and, and he was raised in uh, Pretoria, South Africa, and he briefly attended the university, uh, so he, he was there for most of, uh, till about, uh, I think, 17, 16, 17, and then he moved to Canada, so he attended the Pretoria University in, in South Africa, then he moved to Canada, and he attended Queen's University. And he transferred from that university to the University of Pennsylvania two years later, so about 1920. And then he received a bachelor's degree in economics and physics. So uh, the, the physics part of it is not, you know, it's not an easy, easy subject. It's very math heavy. And then he moved to California back in 95 and attended Stanford University, but decided instead to pursue a business career at that point. And this is when he co-founded the web software for a company called Zip2 with his bro brother, Kimball. And uh, that startup that he created ended up being acquired by a company you might have heard of, a computer company back in the day uh, called Compaq, which I think eventually, I don't know, we, I think we did a podcast on this actually. I think they had something to do with Hewlett Packard or HP, but uh, it was acquired by Compaq for about over $300 million back in 99. And that was, uh, yeah, that was a lot of, that's a lot of coin, AJ. That's definitely a lot of coin, <laughs> yeah, extra coin there. But, you know, and Musk co-founded an online bank with that money called X.com. A lot of people aren't aware of this. And 
that same year um, merged with uh, a, a, another another company to form PayPal. The other company was Confinity or something along those lines. And that formed what we know as PayPal today. And eventually that, well, I shouldn't say PayPal today because that was eventually bought by eBay uh, back in 2002 for $1.5 billion. So it, it seemed like everything that he touched has turned, has turned to gold, to gold. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And in 2002, so, I don't know, some few ago, two or three years later after the compact merger, he, Musk founded SpaceX and which is an aerospace manufacturing and space transportation service company. Uh, like we said earlier that he's the CEO and the CTO and the lead designer. But, um, way back in 2004, he had joined the electrical electric vehicle manufacturer, Tesla motors, which now is, I think Tesla Inc or something like that as the chairman and the chief architect or, or product architect. And he became the CEO in 2008. So about eight years after the compact sale uh, or nine years. And I mean, he just, money just falling all over this guy. And I'm sure he's working really hard in the background because it's easy just to say, Hey, this is a, you know, the steps that you've taken, but uh, you know, eight years in between, it was a lot of hard work. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. And then he helped create the company called solar company, which is um, basically it was a solar energy service company. Uh, and, uh, kind of a subsidiary of Tesla in 2015, he then moved on to another project and he co-founded a company called open AI. It's a nonprofit research company that promoted friendly artificial intelligence. Uh, and then in 2016, he co-founded Neuralink, which kind of went good with, with SpaceX because that was a neurotechnology company focused on developing brain computer interfaces and this is crazy stuff i mean crazy from the standpoint of um of what it could become if uh you know i mean it's it just modernizing everything right aj i mean yep yeah i mean he he's just i, I really he's an innovator if, if anybody was an innovator and i'm sure he's got knows how to pick and keep great people around him. But if anybody was an innovator, it's Elon Musk. And he really is uh, the neurotechnology company that was focused on the brain computer interfaces and then uh, founded the boring company, which, you know, I don't know, maybe that was meant to be uh, just as boring as it is, but it was a tunnel and construction company. And Musk had, um, you know, kind of proposed the, the Hyperloop, which is a speed, um, uh, 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 basically a speed train transportation system. And, you know, he's, it doesn't, all of this success, you know, in my opinion, makes people jealous. It makes other people feel that they're not as successful that why are they not entitled to his hard work and blood, sweat and tears and get, be able to get the money that he's making. But he's one, I, I, it seems to me from every article I read, it looks like he's really enjoying himself. And two, he's working hard, you know, and I guess three, he, he gets, he surrounds himself with the right people. He, you know, he's not, he's a very smart man. At least he, he, he seems that way and he has the education, but he, you know, 
Is he a rocket scientist? I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he studied. I mean, I could see people, you know, but he definitely knows how to surround himself with the right people. But that creates a lot, you know, when you're on top of the mountain, people try to knock you down, right? And uh, it's just one of those things that um, is going to happen, you know, but uh, he, I guess in 2018, he was, um, he was sued for defamation uh, by uh, a driver who advised, um, uh, I'm sorry, not a driver, a diver who advised there was, there was a, a cave rescue in, uh, in, in Th- I think it was Tham Young. And uh, he, was, he was sued for defamation because he said some bad things. I'm not going to get into all that, but uh, uh, they, they ended up ruled, the California jury ended up ruling in his favor that that time around and uh but uh wouldn't it wouldn't it be wouldn't it be just great to uh to to be to to be elon musk you know i wouldn't it be just wonderful to say hey wake up in the morning and um you know have billions i mean i guess he doesn't have billions of dollars at his disposal but he can you know you want to buy that large coffee you could definitely definitely do that with his with his pocket right i mean that's crazy yeah that is crazy aj yeah it's crazy just to think about all that money but either way you know seems to me he earned it and he was also in 2018 sued by the security exchange commission the sec which we're going to get into probably we're going to get into elon musk's special tweets in, in the next uh in the next segment of the show, but he was sued for uh, the SEC for temporarily um, uh, posting some. Uh, I, I, I guess I, I guess the overall thing was he was false. They said he was falsely tweeting, allegedly falsely tweeting, that he had secured funds for things and and you know we're gonna get into all of that because I got my opinions on the SEC. I'll tell you that much, the Security and Exchange Commission. And, uh, you know, how they like to get involved sometimes, but not all the time. But anyway, um, and, you know, there was some other misinformation that, uh, that he was accused of spreading, which I don't, I don't necessarily agree with, but we're not, you know, again, he's a a, a billionaire, a a centillion billionaire or centibillion, whatever it was. Um, you, 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 you gotta, you, you got to appreciate the, the man's hard work and what he has done to advance technology and science. And, you know, just you know, you got, like I said, you got SpaceX, you got the boring company. He's, he's doing a lot of drilling, you know, he's, um, the Tesla, have you heard of it? So, so we're going to take a short break and we're going to get into the details. If you'd like to hear the next part, it's, it's, uh, it's all about his, uh, we're going to go into his special tweets and uh, the, the SEC and uh, some of those, some of those things that, that popped up in my opinion of the SEC. I'll probably give that at the end, who knows, but we'll see what happens. So we are going to take a, uh, a short break. AJ, hit me with some outro music, will ya? And we are going to come right back after this short break. Check us out at www.twoclevermafia.com. Visit us on all the social medias. Like and subscribe. Follow our podcast. 
Give us five stars on Apple, will ya? Before we're going to have to start charging and it won't be free anymore. No, just kidding. It's going to be always for free. Well, for now. For now. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Once again, it's your host, Two Clever Mafia, and you are listening to the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And we have, uh, this is part, I guess part three of the Elon Musk uh, First the World podcast. And this is going to be the Elon Musk special tweets episode. And um, Elon Musk is um, my favorite billionaire. That's for sure. But uh, Elon Musk is, uh, okay, so he's on the Twitter, right? And like most people that are really on the Twitter and the tweets and the, the twits <laughs> and all that, and whatever that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. And um, they, they they really love him, right? You know, and whatever. People go crazy when Elon Musk is on Twitter and tweets something. But, you know, they're just tweets, people. Right. I mean, they're just they're just tweets. And in my opinion, and you, you if you've listened to our show <laughs> and hopefully you like my opinion, if not great, love to start the conversation while you don't like my opinion. Um, but either way, this or that. Uh, and that doesn't that doesn't include you, AJ. It doesn't include you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And uh, but in my opinion, um and I'm going to explain this really shortly, and you could go back and listen to an old podcast that we did about freedom of speech, and and, and uh, we did it about, oh boy, what was it about? Oh, it was, it was about censorship. And if you are, or your company, is a publicly traded company, and you're, so at that point, you're on the stock exchange, right? Whatever one, NASDAQ, or what's the other one, the S. Uh, the S and P, whatever. I don't, uh, I don't know too much about that stuff. But if if you're on the stock exchange, you're monitored by the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, right? So you're a publicly traded company, but you're now bound by what we we'll say the rules and the laws of the the SEC. And some private companies are actually as well, depending on what they got going on. Are they going to become a public company? Whatnot. Or, okay, so we're not going to get too much into that stuff. However. That brings me to the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission. So, if you're not familiar with what they are, I'm just going to give you a brief overview here because I think it's important to know the context of what the SEC is and why I feel so um, strongly about the fact that a publicly traded company um, really needs to abide more by the government. And when when I say that, it has a lot to do with the censorship part of it um, and freedom of speech. But follow me here. So the SEC, like I said, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission, it's a large independent agency, you know, of the U.S. Um, government. And it was originally created following the stock market crash in the 1930s to protect investors and, that you know, and the national banking system from, you know, crumbling and, and all the money getting taken out and, you know, more, more money taken out than was actually in the system at the time and all of that. And the primary purpose of the SEC is to enforce the law against market manipulation. 
So for people to play the stock exchange or the market, we'll say. So, I mean, there's also, in addition to, this was the 1934 Security Exchange Act, uh, which, which created it. The SEC enforces securities, the Securities Act of 1933. There's another one called the Trust Indentured Act of 1939, the Investment Companies Act of 1940, the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. All these acts you can go look up. Um, there was the um, Sarbanes-Oxley Act of 2002 and, and tons of other statutes, and, which are laws and, and, and rules that have to be filed. And the SEC um, was basically designed, like I had said, to, to protect against market manipulation. Now, this is where my, and, and, and the SEC, well, what is the SEC? You think it's just all this government bureaucracy, there's one person in charge, like the FBI, the CIA. No, it's not how it is. So there are five divisions of the SEC. And we're not going off topic. This is important. Okay. But there are actually five divisions of the SEC. There's a corporate finance division. There's a trading division, a trading markets, investment management, enforcement, economics, risk analysis, and all of that. Now, this commission has five commissioners in charge, five of them, okay? And they're appointed as they come along by the president of the United States. Um, and no more than three commissioners may belong to the same political group. Right now, I think in 2021, there's three Democrats, two Republicans on the party. And their terms, once they're appointed, the terms last five years. And they're staggered so that no one commissioner's term ends on, on uh, you know, at the same time, I guess. But um, the, the term every year ends, one ends on June 5th. So every June 5th, we get a new commissioner. And the service continues, uh, you know, uh, the, the service may continue up to 18 months additional uh, after term expiration date. That's if they don't find somebody else or the, you know, they want to kind of keep them in, but they, they can't, you know, vote them in. So you can get an extra year and a half out of them. So that, that's the security and exchange commissions. Uh, you know, like I said, it's diff different divisions, but their main job is market manipulation. So if they, and this real quick, not going to go off on any one particular company, but there's these big internet companies, right? They're publicly traded companies. They're, they're in, they should be enforced. Uh, I should say that the rules and the, 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 the legalities of it should be enforced by the U S security exchange commission. So this being, that's a government, I'm not a lawyer. I'm far from a lawyer, but being that is a, a law firm, a, a, I'm sorry, a law firm, a legal connection to the u.s government freedom of speech needs you know freedom of speech it, it, the first amendment has not necessarily much to do with the private entities as it does the public and the government of the united states of america so if you're now follow me if you're part of the u.s security exchange commission why wouldn't you be bound by allowing freedom of speech so we'll publicly come or just say let's say facebook throwing it out there just random they should not be allowed to censor uh, based upon the fact that them censoring or any publicly traded company that is monitored by the SEC is could clearly be market manipulation because they're so huge, they're so big. Uh, that goes for Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram is Facebook. Uh, any one of these. Okay. Any one of these that, uh, even, even technically, um, uh, what is it? PBS or what are those, you know, the government funded news corporations. You, you can't, I, I don't know. That's my, that's my two cents on it, but we're going to get back to, um, but back to Elon Musk here, because that's what we're talking about. Now he got into, Elon Musk got into a little bit of trouble because Musk likes the 420 cannabis jokes. He does. And, um, you know, 420, yeah, I don't know. I think it's old news now, but it's just, you know, kind of how it goes, but he tends to like them, but that the, he back in the, this started in 2018 and 2018, I think summertime Musk, um, tweeted, uh, he, I think his exact tweet here, let's see, it was, I'm considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured. Now, that was obviously a weed joke, a marijuana joke, and April 20th or 420, obviously, is a popular holiday for celebrating the cannabis culture, if you will. Now, we have a cannabis culture, and th that post led to the lawsuit uh, from the SEC, which resulted in a settlement that required Musk to pay $20 million, which um, he was also made at that time to step down as chairman of Tesla's board of directors for three years. So he had to step away. So, But I'm pretty sure with all his money, $20 million was a drop in the bucket, and he handed it over smiling. Smile, probably. I mean, go, I, mean I don't want to go all the way back, but Musk, obviously, he had, did say um, uh, that you know, he tweeted for fun and, and this is just kind of teasing right now. I think he just does it to tease people. But then, um, Musk, uh, uh, led, got stuck in another lawsuit when he tweeted investor support is coming. Only reason why this is not certain is that it is contingent on a shareholder vote. Now, did he mean to send this, uh, uh, oh, and then he put a link that said taking Tesla private. So, that was, uh, I think that was right after actually. Yeah. Oh, that was the same day. That was the same day. So he said that the same day. Um, and then following that treat, he said he was going to go private. And then, uh, subsequent report, uh, another lawsuit from the SEC, uh, suggested that he wasn't being honest. So they were all over him that day. Someone just happened to be watching his tweets. Then later that year, and it was like October, 2018. He wanted to, uh, it, he, t he tweeted, just, just want to do that short seller enrichment commission is doing incredible work. Just wanted, uh, I'm trying to, that's what he wrote. And name change is so on point. So, um, this, this was apparently a dig at the SEC, which, uh, stands for the SEC, which is the, like I said, the security exchange commission, which short seller enrichment commission, um, it's same initials. There you go. And, uh, and you, you get it now, AJ? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was a dry one, but he does have a somewhat dry sense of humor. You know, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. And then later again, uh, people were kind of wondering because they're out to get him. They want to know if he had any regrets about his $420 tweet that cost him 20 mil. Um, he, uh, somebody wrote to him, um, how about that? that one that cost you 20 mil. How was that like on the ratio for that one or something like that? And Elon Musk replied worth it. So he, uh, he, he likes to send his tweets. He does. He likes to send his tweets. And, um, 
There was another one. Uh, we're going to get into some of the Dogecoin tweets of recent, but uh, this, these are from a couple of years. Just to show kind of his tweeting is, is a little bit crazy at times. But uh, he, he tweeted one time, Nuke Mars, he tweeted back in 2019, summer of 2019. And uh, um, on the surface, he, he tweeted, you know, Nuke Mars. It might have seemed childish, um, a childish way to public, publicly state that um, hitting Mars with a thermonuclear weapon could warm the planet, which is uh, something that he had suggested and it make it habitable. The, the truth is that Mars... Uh, and SpaceX efforts to create technologies to get us to the red planet, uh, you know, they're unparalleled to anybody else. And, and, and SpaceX is going to, uh, going to get there, I'm sure. And sooner or later, and he's recently said some things about Mars and how it's going to, you know, human lives will be lost and all of that, which you, you, you kind of expect, right? You, you kind of, you kind of think that, uh, that that stuff's going to happen. So let's, we're going to take a little bit of a break and, um, we're going to get into some really fun stuff with uh, Elon coming up on SNL and, uh, and all that fun stuff and uh, some of the tweets that are leading up to it and, and the, his reactions to uh, what he's saying compared to what, what might happen with the Dogecoin community. If, uh, if you're not familiar with Dogecoin, it's a cryptocurrency and check out some of our older episodes. But uh, we're going to take a short break. Check us out, www.2clevermafia.com. That's T-O-O, Clever Mafia. And uh, we will be back shortly after this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Too Clever Mafia podcast. I am your host, Too Clever Mafia, and uh, we are back with part four of our Elon vs. the World series, and uh, Elon on SNL, the Doge Father. And those of you who don't know who the Doge Father is, well, it's Elon Musk, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't... Um, uh, I think those of you who aren't aware, Doge is a cryptocurrency. It's a, uh, I like to call it the doggy coin. It's a, uh, a cryptocurrency. Uh, I guess, I guess it's still considered a coin, right? I mean, I guess it's still, it's still considered a coin, even though I don't know if it's a physical coin, but it represents a, a currency, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but we're going to get into this because Elon Musk is going to be on SNL, the Doge Father, and um, but before we get into this, uh, I want to go over something. Everybody knows who Jim Cramer is. He's a a big finance guy on CNBC, and he does um, been doing books for years. He's been around a while, but uh, I gotta say, I don't I don't know if I if a boomer is is actually really supposed to be born between a certain ages or not. But this guy's a boomer. All these old financial guys. Now I'm no spring chicken. But all these old financial guys don't know what cryptocurrency is. And I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, maybe not as good as my grandson, but I get it. It's an alternate form of payment. So you get around the regulation, which I don't know how long that'll be. But it, it, that's basically what it is. And as long as there's support for these cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Dogecoin, they'll be popular. 
you know, it's not a tangible item, but it's, 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 a, it'll be popular. So all these stock people and these investment and finance people that are, you know, a dollar, you know, go get you a dollar share, of whatever company. I, I don't, I think they have a hard time wrapping their head around it. I really do. So this Jim Cramer guy talks about EBITDA and all this other fancy stuff on CNBC. And I don't even get half of it as well, but uh, I'm going to bring it in here on the, on the loop, on the audio loop here in a second. But he, you could just see the frustration and the fact that he's just out of touch. He's, but really is, he's out of touch now. Um, I, I, I happen to enjoy, uh, he's on mad money and different TV shows. I happen to enjoy them. I enjoy his TV shows, but, uh, just listen to how he goes here. Listen for a second. Easy to see that they almost had no EBITDA this quarter. Uh, so he's talking about Tesla and he's talking about their EBITDA, right? Okay. So I, I you know, I guess if you're, you're a finance guy, you're all into the EBITDA, but, uh, and then this guy is talking with, uh, he kind of, he kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's a little younger than Mr. Kramer, but uh, he kind of bounces back at him a little bit here. And, and that's not talked about enough. We talk about a lot, making a lot of cars. But David, the adjusted EBITDA, less David. stock and credits is, you know, it's almost nothing. So yeah. he's, he's all upset about the EBITDA, okay? That, that doesn't seem to be something that impacts investors' perception of the stock or the ability of the company. So now this other guy's going back at him saying, hey, listen, they're talking about Tesla here. It's, uh, you know, this is from, I think, April 27th on, on CNBC. And uh, this guy's saying, hey, uh, you know, they really don't care about your EBITDA, you know, in, in, a, in a kind of a nice way, right? And Jim, uh, being Jim Kramer, I mean, he's the mad money guy. Um, you know, he looks a little slow. It looks like he might have lost a step here. But uh, either way, here, listen in. One day to create enormous cash flows, I guess, Jim. Yeah. Well, like Sam Gerard, I don't care. I see. He doesn't care. <laughs> he clearly doesn't care because he's like, you know, listen, I'm a boomer. Uh, I'm going to say what I want to say. I ruined the generation supposedly uh, for the previous generation or the future generations, and I just don't care. I don't care to learn it. Uh, it's not what I'm used to. Uh, I want a, a piece of paper that says it's a stock in. And this whole digital currency thing is throwing me off. But, uh, uh, but, but just, just listen here. Listen. I did more. Uh, I also, yeah, I mean, candidly. You may, care, you may not care. But well, it, it, now they're fighting. And he's getting, Jim Cramer's going to get candid. And this other guy here is going to go back here. Listen. It doesn't really matter if the majority of shareholders are unconcerned. Well, that's true. Um, a majority shareholders were unconcerned he's, in WorldCom, David. I mean, you know. It's, so now his body language is shrugging his shoulders, and he does. He's he's clueless here, and he's just going back to his old 1980s stock knowledge. And um, talking about WorldCom, WorldCom was a company that was a phone company, kind of like M MCI, uh, Sprint. You might have heard of those. Uh, they all kind of intertwined, but they were a phone company that went belly up and uh, um, weren't supposed to, I guess. But listen to him talk about it. Ooh. No, I'm just saying that this was not the quarter yeah. I expected. And okay, and now now he's, okay, it's not as the quarter as he expected, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if he invested in Tesla or not, but now he really gets to the real point of the matter here. It's not the quarter I would go on SNL. Whoa. So he doesn't want the CEO of Tesla going on SNL. I don't know. Was Jim Cramer ever on SNL? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, was Jim Cramer... Um, Hey, uh, AJ, do you, do you know if uh, uh, Jim Cramer was ever on uh, SNL? Do you have you ever heard? I didn't know that. No, no, you don't. You don't think he was. Okay, well, we'll do some research and find out, and 
and and and let me know if uh, he was ever on there. Sure. And uh, we'll see if we can get back to him before the end of the show here. But anyway, um, so let's 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 hear what he says now. And that was because of what, though, specifically? It was simply the lack of ability to to, to generate EBITDA, or I yeah. Mean, so, so this guy wants to know why shouldn't he be on SNL, <laughs> a comedy a sitcom, which we're going to get back into SNL in a second, but uh, that um, you know, not really popular, and he could revive the whole show. Uh, you know, I, there was did would they ever make fun of Jim Cramer on SNL? Maybe I don't know. Let's listen. You know, look at, I mean, listen, they were dealing with a difficult supply chain I, I, challenges. Yes, know about had, the chip shortages. They had strongest numbers they've ever seen in a quarter, this they, quarter. They had to. Do- so this guy's saying, hey, Tesla's doing well. Uh, what's your problem, Jim, with Tesla? Or maybe what's your problem with Elon Musk, that he's got more money than you and uh, you've been trying to invest hard since the 80s and, uh, you know, popcorn doesn't have the profit that they used to have. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know liver next quarter because next year because he set himself up to beat toyota that's okay so here maybe is the whole thing i wonder if jim's got a whole boatload of money in toyota because the second time he referenced uh, toyota i don't know if you heard the beginning but he didn't reference it uh, earlier on about how tesla's the leader in the electric car market so but i you know i just think that you could set yourself up to beat toyota he's got a head as big as Third time. Oh, now he's going to talk about the size of his head. But uh, third time he mentioned Toyota. His car going on Saturday Night Live. Um, he was. Doesn't like uh, it. I felt uh, he, he was plaintive at the beginning of his call, and I just wish that he would go back to where he was for yeah. a while, which was head to the, you know, nose to the grindstone. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of that is uh, is going to be uh, worthy of it. I don't think any of that's going to be actually worthy of. Uh, of Elon Musk, but uh, the, so that, that that's the Jim Cramer part. But I mean, there, I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, people out there that aren't really big fans of him. But uh, clearly, Jim Cramer didn't appear to be a big fan of his. And uh, you know, again, maybe it's the jealousy. Maybe it's um, well, who knows? Who knows what the reason is? Maybe he's just a boomer and he's just upset. He's just upset that uh, Elon's got a heck of a lot of more money than him. But so. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy that's been stirred up by Elon Musk, who's going to, May 8th, 2021, is going to be on uh, the, the host of Saturday Night Live with the uh, uh, sidekick uh, music uh, performance by Miley Cyrus. I didn't even know she still sang songs, actually. But um, while this may bring a lot of uh, new SNL viewers, I mean, really, I think it's going to bring a lot of new SNL viewers back that haven't watched the show in decades and some new viewers that maybe didn't even know the show existed. And I'm surprised that anyone out there, um, uh, you know, anybody on SNL would be thanking their lucky stars that, uh, you know, someone like Elon with his popularity and his, uh, uh, influence would even want to be, uh, on a show that probably has been forgotten, uh, you know, as as one of the broadcasters of yesteryear, I mean, so Saturday Night Live has not really been a thing for quite some time, for uh, for a long time, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a history of Saturday Night Live for those of you non-boomers that may not have never watched, <laughs> never watched the show, and realize what's the big deal. Well, it was a big deal at one point for a short time. 
Um, let, let, well, let's go back a little bit. Okay. So Eddie Murphy, those of you who know him as the, uh, the donkey on Shrek, Eddie Murphy literally saved SNL. The show was on forever and it was garbage, complete garbage. And Eddie Murphy literally saved SNL. When he arrived, it was the lowest point in SNL's history and the ratings and the reviews were horrible and almost single-handedly Eddie Murphy, er, Eddie Murphy made people care about the show again. Right. And he hosted while he was still, you know, and he was a regular for crying out loud. I mean, he was, you know, he was doing the, the, the show as a host and as an actor on the show and no SNL cast member has ever been able to, to, to do what Eddie Murphy did to that for that show. And uh, more than likely it would never happen again, but he was responsible for some of the show's most enduring and, and great characters and impressions from uh, the Gumby character. He did Stevie Wonder, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, who legitimately might be the best and most, um, the, the craziest thing that show has ever done in, in the 40, 50 years it's been on. And the concept of that sketch is so dark and it's so depressing. But Murphy, Murphy um, is, was, you know, he was aware of, of how to confront racism at the time in the society and the indifferences toward, uh, you know, people of poverty and, and, you know, the rich, it, it, it was just, it was just funny. It was just funny. It fit. It wasn't racist. It wasn't, you know, it was just Eddie Murphy being a comedian and being funny and, uh, shedding light on different things. And it was funny, not political though. A big difference between some of the stuff that goes on today. And it, it's hard to understand in, in the, the history of, SNL because it's been around forever and how great of a performer he was and, and important to him. And then SNL kind of rid him off, I believe. I mean, up until a few years ago, they wrote him off and, um, and it's not an overstatement, but Eddie Murphy ran that show. Right. And there's a list uh, I, I found it was like 20 or 30 folks that household names that started on SNL. So you got Will Ferrell who, who literally doesn't have to even say anything to be funny. You just look at him. Uh, you got Sherry O'Terry, Phil Hartman, Molly Shannon, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner. I can go on and on. Dana Carvey, Anna Gasteyer, Chevy Chase, John Lovett, Mike Myers, Dennis Milher, Maya Rudolph, Will Forte, Norm MacDonald. I'm just thinking of the years here. Chris Rock, Daryl Hammond, Billy Crystal, Tim Meadows. Obviously, I was a big fan of the, here, the show here, folks, uh, over the years. Chris Farley, Amy Polner, David Spade, Martin Short, Bill Murray, so we got a recent, more recent to Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg, Dana Carvey, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Tina Fey, Bill Hader, uh, Kate McKinnon, Tracy Morgan, Kristen Wiig, and uh, probably one of the more reputable, uh, more recent people um, was, was Keenan Thompson, who, you know, probably in my opinion, one of the, you know, the long staying funny ish guys that have been on this show. I mean, um, you know, you look at the cast of characters and nobody is, I don't know, maybe I got my own sense of funny, but I go back, you can, you can go to, uh, I guess you can go to like wiki or somebody like that and probably search their cast members, but you go back and the last person to be funny that, uh, is, is Leslie Jones. She went on to make some movies, um. She was kind of a, a, I don't know, one trick pony, I guess. But, uh, you know, she, she was on the, the show for, uh, 
I think four or five years, five years, and 2014, 2019. And, you know, she was funny. She was funny. But that, that, the show ended. 2019, there hasn't been a funny name that I, I don't think there's one name that anybody would, household name that anybody would recognize. Um, and, and before Leslie Jones, and this is like, it kind of, it, the talent got diluted over the years. And before Leslie Jones was on the show, I mean, I, well, I guess you, you do have Pete Davidson. You've heard of him because he was in the news. And then you had the other host, Colin Jost, who I think he's married to somebody famous. I don't know what girl, I don't know what the deal is. Um, he's still on the show. Um, but going back, well, you got, uh, oh, Kate McKinnon's on the show. Okay. So she, uh, I, uh, AJ's sending me over the messages that are popping up on my screen here. The people that he could think of. Um, I mean, there was a couple of almost funny, like Jay Farrell. Mm, he's all right. He was on the show for a little while from 2010 to 2016. Bobby Moynihan was, was kind of funny. Um, he was okay. Uh, Bill Hader. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, like I said, Andy Samberg, they were all, they left the show 2012, 2013, Kristen Wiig, uh, Rob Riggle spent a season, you know, Rob Riggle, he, uh, funny guy, I like him, he was spent uh, one season on there, and, uh, and Keenan Thompson, he's been on there since 2003, um, I don't know what the longest running person on the show is, but uh, he probably, probably is the most, uh, well, he's on the show. So I guess, yeah, I guess he's been on probably one of the longest running characters. Most people left quite a few years ago. Uh, you know, look at Amy Poehler. She was on the show. You know, I just go back and I'm looking at these, these, uh, but pre, I guess pre-2012, 2013, there was a lot of funny people on SNL from Eddie Murphy's period. There was, there was a, after um, uh, Will Ferrell left the show in 2002, there were, um, Tracy Morgan followed suit in 2003. They brought in like Horatio Sands. He was on there for a few years till 2006. Uh, Tina Fey kind of ran the show with Maya Rudolph and, um, and Amy Poehler who kind of went to Will Forte had Fred Armiston was on there for over 10 years. So anyway, I don't want to go crew crazy with the, the, the history of, of SNL here, but, um, quick, quick trivia. And I promise I'll get back to, uh, back to the SNL Elon coming up. But, uh, the Andy Kaufman, who, who was a painter, but he's the only star to ever been banned from the show. Did you, did you, uh, did you, uh, know that AJ? Did you, were you aware of that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, the only one. And, um, that's, uh, that's funny cause there's been some crazy people on there, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Look it up. Look it up. But, uh, so he was the only one that hasn't been on the show. So SNL, um, I don't think, nobody's really, uh, I don't know. Nobody's going to watch it. Be happy that Elon's on there. Be happy. They might even get me to watch the episode, you know, be, be, be really happy that someone's willing to watch your show. And maybe if you can put some traction behind it, but, um, and this is the last, I didn't want to say this part of the controversy because I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. But so there were a couple of, of, uh, people on the SNL show, uh, allegedly, because I, I don't know if I believe this, uh, this news story, but there was a couple of people on the show, um, that did not want to be a part of the show or, or something along those lines 
with uh, Elon Musk on there. And there was a cast member that didn't want to be forced to act alongside uh, uh, Elon. And apparently these, um, the uh, I guess the, the head of uh, SNL, um, I don't know if you've, you've heard of it, but NBC just basically came out and announced that um, when he announced it, they announced that historically, and this is Lauren Michaels, the boss of SNL, uh, he announced that historically if a cast member was unhappy and they didn't want to have to uh, perform with a particular host, they didn't have to. Um, but according to, again, I don't know why you would, you're a nobody, you're on a late at night show that no one watches anymore. And But according, nobody has officially pulled out yet. Um, and whether you like Elon Musk or not, Elon is a very interesting character. He's very much a showman. And I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be a great show. It's a live show. Are they going to have the edit button ready? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that, but uh, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, I don't know. I guess, uh, AJ, are you, uh, you planning on uh, watching the uh, the fun stuff over there? Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, well, if AJ's watching it, I guess I'll have to watch it so we can talk about it on the uh, the next episode. So we are going to take a short break. Uh, I am your host, once again, Too Clever Mafia. This is the Too Clever Mafia podcast. Follow us on whatever podcast subscription you're listening to. We do really appreciate it. Also, check us out on social media. We're pretty much everywhere at Too Clever Mafia, T-O-O, Clever Mafia. And uh, we also have our website, too, over at uh, www.twoclevermafia.com. We will be right back after we take another Short break to pay the bills. Well, hello. Welcome back for our fifth and final part of Elon versus the World series. I am your host, Two Clever Mafia. This is the Two Clever Mafia podcast and Elon versus Dogecoin to the moon. Fortunately, I didn't have a rocket ship sound. Uh, I don't know if AJ can find one. No? Okay. We're going to skip the sound effects for that one. But Elon Musk, SNL, uh, this weekend. Check it out, May 8th, 2021. Uh, I'm not really advertising for the show. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But I don't, I you know, I'd really rather watch it to uh, support Elon Musk. I think, uh, I think he needs it. I think he deserves it for working hard and doing what he's doing. But... Um, so what we're going to talk, we're going to finalize our wonderful day we've had today. Um, we haven't had Elon on the show. That would have made it, that would have made it spectacular. But if Doge, Dogecoin, the cryptocurrency is ever tweeted about or has been tweeted about by Elon Musk, he's tweeted things like, uh, everything to the moon or, um, uh, he's the Doge father or Doge barking at the moon, uh, you know, some of them, you know, might've been a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit crazy, but, uh, if you check out his Twitter page, I'm sure you'll find a whole load of, a, a load of his tweets, but, uh, he has really, uh, in, engaged the Dogecoin cryptocurrency community. And he posted a little meme with the, the Doge, the Doge icon, um, you know, and they're cryptic. They're, some are cryptic. Some are just him being funny, I think. 
And, uh, you know, can you blame the guy to have fun? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. A, people are upset because they're getting people to invest in something that maybe they shouldn't be. But just recently, as, as, as we were actually recording this show, uh, we had gotten the Doge father tweet from him, which is the title of this, this part of the episode. And another thing he posted was the woke James Bond. I don't know how that's going to, maybe these, these probably titles of the, uh, I'm guessing looking at these current tweets. Um, I think, I think these current tweets might just be, uh, maybe segments he's going to be in on the show. Really? Yeah, I th think so. I mean, um, I think he's maybe posting this stuff out ahead of time. I, I don't, that's weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know why he would. I mean, I, maybe, well, maybe it's, he realizes it's such a garbage show Saturday Night Live. He needs to get the generate, you know, uh, pump up the uh, the media coverage, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I think. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like he has one here. Um, oh, here, yep, here it is now. Just came through. It's uh, throwing out some skit ideas for SNL. What should I do? <laughs> so is the show that bad that they, the, the writers have gone to Elon and said, Hey, Elon, what ideas do you have? What skits are you going to do? Uh, we have zero ideas for you. I mean, right. Like, I mean, yeah, I think that's, this is uh, wow. Um, here's another one. Um, irony man defeats villain using the power of irony, <laughs> which is funny because he kind of only, uh, you know, in a lot of his tweets, uh, you know, they're ironic and people take them like, oh, they're gospel, right? I mean, people take yep. them. Yeah. So here's another one. Baby shark and shark tank merge to form baby shark tank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. I don't know. I want to see more doge stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just noticed here on, 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 on his Twitter, Elon Musk, it says, uh, uh, a techno king, all, all one word of Tesla. And it says, uh, in perpetrator of Mars with a winky emoji, smiley face. He's got 52.4 million followers, AJ. How come we don't have that many followers? Really? You know, that's, I mean, why, our show is as popular as him, huh? Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hey, hey, well, aren't you in charge of our social media? Uh, you know, I think that's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting there, AJ, that, uh, we don't have that many followers on, uh, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very interesting. We'll see. So what we're getting at folks, uh, we're not an investment advisor of any, oh, I'm not an investment advisor of any kind for all I know, AJ could be, who knows, um, anytime Elon tweets, uh, it, it's it's crazy how much this cryptocurrency goes up. I mean, you're talking. I mean, this. I don't. I don't know the exact number. I don't. I really don't have. I, I probably should have been more prepared. But I think it was like they they surpassed in in amount. I think of money invested or something. Some of these big companies, huge companies in the world. I mean, that's that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, hit those coin buttons, AJ. Hit them. Hit them all. Hit them all on the floor here. We we'll get them all. Yeah. There we go. We get a whole load of coins on the floor. And they're not Bitcoins. I wish they were. Bitcoins are worth even more. What are they? Uh, 65,000 now? I, I, maybe not. No. No, mid-50s? High-50s? High-50,000s? Okay. Uh, yeah, but guys like Jim Cramer don't, uh, don't understand cryptocurrency. 
you know, even if it is a pyramid scheme, we're all, you know, it's, uh, people are doing it. I feel getting involved in these investments or these major big big companies, the the smart ones are trying to get in on the the ground floor here, but, uh, the, the, some of these old boomers just not getting it, just not getting it. But his famous Dogecoin tweets amongst some other, I mean, he, he's, there's somebody else I, I knew, uh, who I, I, I particularly enjoyed his tweeting, uh, you know, um, did the same thing, just kind of willy nilly. And, uh, people were taken aback by, by the, uh, the honesty, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anymore, but we are going to, uh, I think, uh, should we do a follow-up show next week? You think AJ on, uh, on, on all of this, um, this crazy, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, Elon, uh, Elon, should we do a follow-up to SNL? Cause you know, this week is going to have a, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of good and bad, hopefully positive, depending on how they feel about it. Um, what do you think we should do another show on next week? I uh, didn't know that. You, you didn't know what? You didn't know. Oh, are you even paying attention, AJ? Are you even, like, really? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear me, really? <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what he's doing over there, but uh, he's laughing a little bit too hard for me. Anyway, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, hey, all I ask and all I have asked from all of our listeners, um, unfortunately, Elon Musk will not tweet on my behalf, the Two Clever Mafia show or or at two clever mafia t u o clever mafia but you can listen and you can go over to our show follow and like us on whatever podcast uh, uh host you're listening to um just a little tip and this is the only time i'm going to mention it and if we do decide to do paid episodes because earlier i said it's free and it's going to be forever free but if we do decide to do special episodes we were throwing around the idea of anybody that was previously subscribed whether it be on our Twitter, our Facebook, our, um, uh, uh, what's the other one we have? Uh, Instagram. Thank you, AJ. Anybody uh, previously subscribed to that or, or following us on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor, um, or Google Pod Play too, as well. Uh, we will possibly be offering certain discounts or even maybe free subscriptions for certain folks or maybe doing a raffle, depending on how many people are involved. So, if you're interested and you like our show and you keep coming back for more, like and subscribe us, follow us. Um, it wouldn't hurt to give us a good rating on the Apple podcast service or Spotify or whatnot. Uh, because, you know, who never, who, you know, we just may be discounting. Um, I'm not going to do a, 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 a pay to play type of situation here. Right. <laughs> right. AJ, we're not going to do, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Um, and, uh, but we might, who knows, who knows? So just keep that in mind. Like, follow, subscribe. Check us out on all our social medias at DukeLeverMafia.com. We're everywhere. Uh, YouTube. Uh, we're going to be updating that soon. Uh, www.TwoCleverMafia.com. You like the merch, check us out in the link. If you want to buy us a cup of coffee, most uh, we're good person. We haven't decided how much, I don't think, yet. We're allowed to donate to charity. Maybe we'll do the whole thing, but you buy us a cup of coffee, we might just donate that cup of coffee purchase to a local charity. Um, and the Two Clever Mafia show and all of its uh, behind-the-scenes folks, all of our writers, our, um, our our sound booth guy, AJ, 
uh, would be much, much appreciated. So we are going to uh, call this a day. We're going to wrap this, this, this great, this was a, I think this was a fun show. It was an informative show. It was an interesting show, but we're going to wrap this puppy up and uh, good luck to Elon Musk and Saturday Night Live. And we hope uh, nothing but success and uh, Saturday Night Live really needs it. Really needs some, some uh, breakthrough performances here. So I am Two Clever Mafia. This is the Two Clever Mafia podcast. And that is all I have to say about that. Bye-bye for now.